1: Nebraska Preps post game
0: with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy, which means that we are ready to roll. My main man, Jacob Padilla, and myself, ODB, back for another week in Nebraska Preps post game. JP, how are you, buddy? Good. Uh,
1: uh, we are once again uh, split up here because you're a man of many jobs and many responsibilities and just couldn't <laughs> couldn't find time to swing all the way down here to the studio and get back home and get down to the stadium for the CWS. So appreciate yeah, you taking the, the time the though.
0: with Westwood one. But you know what? Uh, we got to do Nebraska press postgame because it's what the folks want. Right. So, I mean, yeah. we, we got to deliver. How's how'd the week go for you?
1: Good. Um, I didn't get to make the trip down to Kansas City like you did, but uh, I got to check out uh, a few different things. I was over in Council Bluffs for the uh, uh, Bluffs Bracket League semifinals. I was, was over at Wahoo Team Camp, um, and then I uh, took the weekend off and was just falling along with uh, what was going on in Kansas City as best I could.
0: Hey, let's start with the Wahoo Team Camp. You know, there there was, there's some good young talent that I think maybe kind of uh, flies under the radar a little bit just because of you know, the coverage and, and folks split m- many places multiple times during the year, man. What were kind of some of the takeaways from the team camp?
1: Yeah, uh, Wahoo w- wasn't quite um, complete. Uh, Benji Nelson wasn't there. Um, but they had more of their guys than the last time I saw them play. And they definitely, they're the best team there. They they went undefeated on at the Wahoo side of the camp. And they were, uh, the way this team camp works is basically they got a bunch of teams out there. They play 22-minute games. You get in, get it knocked out, uh, rest, and then play again. So um, it's kind of quick games. Um, but so you kind of have to look at the day as a whole as opposed to individual games about who did well when and uh, the matchups and all that. But it's good to see a lot of different matchups. You get to see them play six different teams. I saw Wahoo play. Um, I, I, I saw Omar Roncalli, Fremont, Grand Island Northwest, Ashland Greenwood, Carney Catholic, and Beatrice were all there. Um, uh, on in, in the Wahoo portion of it and th- different numbers from each of the teams but Wahoo looked good and again that team's going to be really tough to beat in uh, NC1 in this year and they got to match up again with Ashram Greenwood who beat them out in the Grand Island top 10 camp the last week in the championship game and uh, Wahoo got the, the better of Ashram Greenwood in this one although Dane Jacobson uh, rolled his ankle last week and was able to play. So that's a big piece of what they're going to be. But uh, both those teams are going to be right there uh, in in the C1 uh, race for the title this season.
0: We've seen a couple of uh, dominant teams at the top in Class B and Class C1. And C1, you're obviously um, starting with Wahoo and Ashland Greenwood. And B, it's Omaha-Scout. A little more clear cut for Scout and their Preseason road, and I stress preseason <laughs> road to a championship versus Wahoo and Ashland Greenwood.
1: Yeah, well, I, I will say, um, Platteview, they're looking uh, they're looking pretty they interesting. They have
0: been very good in summer league. Yeah. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah, and Trey, Trey Mosman's fitting well. They they got some young size, uh, kid about six five sophomore um, that's going to help them. Looks like he can play a little bit, so that
0: was kind of a piece that they they were missing. Um, I think they're undefeated so far in Summer League as we kind of quickly jump around before we jump back against class A so far. That,
1: yeah, they they're doing pretty well. So, I mean, that that's probably right now uh just kind of not seeing all the all the teams just yet. That's probably one of the teams they're looking at that's going to be there in, in the mix with Scut. Um but I, I haven't seen enough of C1 and see some of the others, but th- that class lost a lot uh, yes, from the did. senior class um, with Omaha Concordia, with um, obviously Carney Catholic. Um, we know Ashram Greenwood lost uh, some pretty important players, uh, lost three starters, but they do have two back plus some good role players, so they should be in the mix again. But again, you lose a player like Cale Jacobson, uh, that's tough to replace. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of how those two teams come together. I think Wahoo's Wahoo's probably definitely, I would say, the deepest in terms of the number of guys that can be significant yeah, contributors. Pick, picking up
0: where they left off last year, being able to play eight or nine if they wanted to without really batting an eye.
1: Yeah, and they're kind of experimenting. They're going with different groups of guys and for different events, different days, trying to get some young guys some run uh, with the older guys, but they do bring a lot back. And um, I, they have a really t- solid top six, seven uh, or so. Uh, and then they got some few guys, a uh, few other guys that – that could help in uh, different stretches of the season. So um, yeah, I think Wahoo's probably a a pretty solid preseason number one, and then we'll see what Ashton Greenwood and some of the others can do to to kind of maybe jump them throughout the season.
0: Yeah. I spent most of my weekend uh, in Kansas city at the Midwest showcase. And, you know, we talked last week. uh, It's funny. You bring up view and we talked last week about the selection process and who was there and and who wasn't. And I think we got, if we, if we, if we count the number of uh, pushback emails or pushback (laughs) tweets, DMs to the process, I think the the most glaring omission was probably Connor Milliken uh, in that bunch of the 2023s. Now we heard a little bit about some 2025s that probably should have got, you know, maybe participated in the showcase. And I'm sure you got a little bit of that too. And, and we tried to speak to it a little bit last week on the selection process, but, I mean, if you kind of want to go through it again, I, you felt like in terms of the hard numbers, you have a pretty good idea in terms of guys that were actually selected, coaches turned in, things of that nature. Yeah. The 30-some kids and 24 got invited, including CJ
1: Mitchell, who obviously was an injury um, exception there that would have been playing if he w- was healthy, but – um yeah, so you got what eight to eight to ten kids that were nominated. That, that's all. Um, I believe there was one that maybe turned it down, wasn't able to go down or whatever. But um, yeah, so most of the kids that got nominated were there. And you, you mentioned Connor Milliken is kind of one of the um, the, the the big glaring exception. Especially <laughs> the seeing it, seeing him play last night at the or on Monday night rather at the the OSA league It's like man, he, he was really, really good. And you don't want to make him angry. And <clears throat> in his last game, uh, he got a little fired up there by uh, some of the um, what was going on on the other, uh, the other side. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I, he definitely would have and helped one of those teams and, down and, there. And, and
0: that one's interesting JP, because you think coach Brodsky does a good job. He's, you know, he's well-versed. He's, he's, he's split in time, um, kind of overseeing the development program at OSA and, I mean, maybe something happened with the the, the emails that, or the email replies or spam or something like that. Yeah. But I, I definitely think that that's something that, um, you know, if they got a mulligan or a do-over yeah. again, that, that Milliken definitely makes that showcase. Yeah,
1: and that's that's all I uh, – what I figure is um, there's something with whether email got lost in the shuffle or something. And maybe that's something where you do have people um, in charge, like, follow up with some of these for certain kids that yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, it's a, it's a – The state, he's recognizable enough where somebody's probably going to say, hey, you know, where's, where's. Yeah. Class B's leading scorer.
1: Yeah. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events.
2: So, I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate
1: in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Because I, I did see the initial list and I kind of point out, like, hey, you're probably some of the best kids that didn't get nominated initially for this. Do we want to, does someone want to try to reach out here? I don't know if it was too late at that point, um, if that feedback went anywhere. But um, there's enough people, I think, involved in the process that I think on both sides, obviously, coaches, you got to know this stuff is coming. Um, It's kind of new-ish. It's only, obviously, you had the the COVID kind of interrupt it. Um, It was new a few years ago. And then, so it's not necessarily something that has been, like, on the calendar every year that coaches know to look out for. But Mm -hmm. I think we, as a whole, we need to be better uh, about giving these kids, the deserving kids, the opportunity And at least follow up, have some people reach out to the coach like, hey, did you see this? Um, I think he, he, this kid deserves um, a chance to go if he wants to. Um, So maybe that's something that we could tweak moving forward, just the overall process of, hey, uh, we know you didn't nominate him, but um, maybe do you want to look into doing that before we kind of finalize this list here? Because, yeah, I, I think. And Connor's an interesting case where he's definitely one of the best players, but he also, I think at this point is kind of uh, honed in on his recruitment and is looking at uh, a few of the local NAI schools. And uh, I, I respect the heck out of that because a, a lot of times you see kids in that senior class or, or that senior to be class or whatever, they're they're holding out hope, holding out hope for the last moment, trying to, whether it's, NAIA trying to go D2, D2 trying to go D1. You're holding out hoping that you'll just, that next level, those offers will come in at some point.
0: And, yeah. the, cool, and the cool thing yeah. about his, his temperament is it's a lot like, you know, he's been a realist, yeah. you know, his his parents, you know, Stacy, Matt, pretty straight shooters. And and he's the guy that um, likes for you to shoot him straight. Yeah. And I think that's how he functions best. And so I I agree with that completely. Like, He's going to go where I think he feels wanted and and he feels like he can flourish and it it hasn't been anything more complicated than that for for Connor.
1: And he's a kid that maybe you held out uh, D2 offers at some point, or you can just, you know what? I'm good with these are the people that have been recruiting me the longest. So to show the interest, um, I'm going to go have a great career at Concordia or Midland or Dort where his brother's playing football. Like these are some of the schools that are kind of in the mix with him and Mm -hmm. go score all kinds of points at that level. Cause I know he's going to be a really good player uh, at that level. And uh, uh, that's a lot of what recruiting is finding where you're comfortable, where you, you best fit. And um, I think he can have a great career there. So, so it's not, yeah. he's not one where maybe like uh, needed to get down there to, to get the D one coaches in front of him. But at the same time he would have helped those teams down there compete and help the others around him, I think.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as we took a look at the rosters, we kind of went through them uh, last week quickly, you know, Team Nebraska one who went undefeated was, uh, you know, Jacob Arope, Josiah Doetzler, Jaden Jackson, Eldon Turner, uh, J.J. Farron, Jake Brock, Kellen Harris, and Landon Klassen. And I I don't think it's any coincidence. You know, on paper, I think you and I both agreed that was probably the most talented group. And I don't think it's any coincidence that two of the guys that I think really helped themselves, three, maybe if, if we're talking Jacob Arope, uh, really helped themselves. I thought Jake Brack had a fantastic showcase. Um, Jaden Jackson was another guy that shot it well. I mean, you you put him with Josiah Dotsler, who can get to multiple spots on the floor, a good ball handler. J.J. Farron opposite him, who's a really good shooter. Uh, you give Jaden good looks at it. Are you single coverage? He, he gets a single defender for too long. He's going to make you pay. He's too good a scorer and too good a shooter. I, I felt like those three in particular really helped themselves. I I thought Josiah Dosler played well late. Elton Turner is a guy that I, you know what, Jacob, I, I think he's kind of flying under the radar. He's, he's tenacious. He gets into the paint. He shoots it well enough. He's a good ball handler. He's fearless. And I felt like that team did a really good job of going at their opponents. Um, And again, like if you ask around, and I'll get to the other two teams because they have a couple of guys that I think showed well too. Uh, I think that was part of the key. I look at Nebraska team two, uh, Will Cooper, I felt, really helped himself because he showed different facets to his game. It wasn't just about being, you know, the corner three-point shooter. I thought he was very good on the glass He handled the ball a little bit. He shot the ball from a couple of different spots on the floor. He'd gotten a post once, um, which for him, I mean, he hasn't had to do it a ton uh, at Millard South or whether he's playing uh, summer basketball. I thought he showed well. Uh, Neil Mosser was one of those guys that kind of true to form, shot it well. Uh, Talked to a couple of college coaches and it's different in a showcase, you know, this, you know, how committed guys are to defending and guarding and on all those little things. Um, Obviously no scattering report that helps as well. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's, he's going to knock it down. I, you know, and, and with, with team Nebraska three, which was, uh, you know, odd body Benning, Stubblefield, Kalawuski, Christian Wynn, Porter Basil, Trace Anderson and Jaron Gager, uh, Trace and Anderson was a guy that, a ton of upside there i mean he flashed he was he was unselfish which in a showcase like this you can't always say about guys there were some guys obviously that uh it was all about showcasing right there wasn't a whole lot of team concept to him but i felt like tracen anderson was another one of those guys that showed really well and he's
1: exactly the kind of kid that this showcase is made for
0: yeah good point
1: you go back a couple years and max merle that's where he blew up he had an offer to kind of going into the camp but after uh competing there and showing what he could do the offer started flooding in from all the high majors and obviously ended up landing at stanford and that's a kid that had physical like d1 level physical traits that you're like the game maybe isn't consistently all the way there yet, but you get in front of coach and think, Oh, I can do something with that. And that's exactly what this kind of showcase is for because Trayson Anderson is a kid that maybe he's not there yet. He's on, he's got a long way to go, yeah. which speaks to um, his talent level and ability because he, he's a good player right now and he's showing that this he showed that in the spring. Pius is going to need him to kind of step into that that star role alongside Jackson Kessler with all the pieces that they lost last year. Um, and he's a guy, 6'9", good frame, can step out and shoot the ball. He's got a decent touch around the basket. There's a lot of stuff to work with there. And as he continues to kind of polish up the skills and uh, improve his understanding of the game, his ability to read the, the speed of the game, make good decisions. Um, he's a kind of kid that maybe you look at some of the, the players in the class where, they're definitely better high school players now, but it's tougher to translate that to the next level. And Trayson is a guy that you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on because he does have th- those physical traits that will give him a chance to, to play higher than the NAIA or D
0: two level if he continues to develop. And I, it's interesting too because just you know, kind of milling around and talking to some of the coaches, guys that are in invites, you know, Omaha, who was a l- you know a little criticized for their reaching out on on. You know, a, a week ago, I listen. Maybe rightfully so. Maybe not. I felt like did a pretty good job identifying kids that were kind of on the radar and saying, "Hey, listen, you know what? They need a camp invite. Uh, we 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 want to take a, a closer look at these guys." The Kevin Stubblefields, uh, you know, our guy that that earned an invite. I think Caleb Benning earned an invite. Uh, Jaden Jackson, er, I think, er, earned an invite. There, there were just some guys that were kind of on the. Periphery, You're kind of wondering that I felt like that's what the showcase does. I mean, yeah. Coach DeVries, you know, a guy like Tracen Anderson really getting his attention like, hey, who's, who's the who's big that, guy, yeah. and, right? And yeah. remember, you know what's funny about Tracy is, remember last – you know, they got the tough draw, and, and Bellevue West got after him in the state tournament, and he was one of those guys we talked about. At that point, you and I, we said, showed flashes – yeah right he's continued a a steady kind of growth um will cooper that just guys like that jake Brack, really starting to jake Brack, and i and i use him because he's older than tracen but similar yeah. philosophy on better basketball ahead these showcases are for projecting what the potential is right because it only takes one game kind of one one flurry one array and all of a sudden it's got people's attention yeah and um
1: i i got like jake brax maybe didn't have the spring that he would have liked um on the circuit now this month is getting a chance to kind of reset get back to where he's comfortable with his gut teammates get back to work in the gym a lot of skill work um i know he's started working with thomas villianco i think this is yeah. a chance to kind of build up that confidence again so that you go to the July and then into a senior year, have a chance to, to keep showing what he's capable
0: of because we know uh, the ability is in there. Uh, yeah, he. I felt like he was, uh, you would have been impressed. Um, he was pretty complete. The high low games that he could play with hand a rope, um, they both got after the glass. They're passing to one another. And you sprinkled it in with the shooting and the ball handling that they had. I don't think it's any coincidence that that, that, that Team Nebraska won played so well. It was, and those three aforementioned guys, the Jaden Jacksons, and, and remember, they have the best player in the 2023 yeah. class and just had Dulcer, which doesn't hurt either. Yeah, They – just their ability to play together I felt like was different.
1: Yeah, and that, that's I think the difference with that, that number one team is it's probably the most well-rounded in terms of having oh, the different agree. players completely that one – we're comfortable playing with each other. A lot of those guys, obviously, they had all the Bellevue West kids and Jake Brack has played with Josiah Dotsler and um, all that. Good point. A lot of those guys already had that built-in camaraderie. And then a guy like uh, Kellen Harris, just an athlete out there on the wing, go play in transition, uh, land in class, and kind of a do-all-the-little-things type of point guard that can fill in there and that, share the ball, rebound. The best, that's
0: some of the best basketball I've seen Landon play. Yeah. I, I felt like he was, I felt like he was pretty steady. There's a couple yeah. guys I want to ask you about. Uh, look at Team Nebraska too, with a guy like Ryland Smith, who shows you these flashes. Is he a point guard? He's he's kind of got a scores mentality. He's really athletic. Like, what would you do if if you're Ryland Smith? Would you try to settle in as kind of like a pure ball handler, or, or w- would you like to see him kind of go back to being the two guardish type with that mentality score, like? What do you see with his evolution? Because he's an interesting prospect.
1: And that'll be interesting to follow into the high school season because uh, Lincoln Southwest did lose a guy like Ben Hunziker, who yeah. ha- has shared that backcourt with Ryan for a few years now, but kind of took, more, uh, took over as a senior last year as more of the lead playmaker and handled the ball quite a bit. I mean, obviously it was split with, with Smith, but, um, I mean, Smith has shown the ability in the past to be kind of more of that floor general. Um, He's shown the ability to find teammates and on that Southwest team that you've got a lot of wings, a lot of guys that are kind of more scores than they are um, great passers at this point. So if he can settle into that role, then I think that would help them quite a bit to be able to get guys in their spots and um, make life
0: easier. Is is he one of those guys um, that's going to kind of be in no man's land versus what he what his high school team needs? versus to what he kind of projects out to at the next level
1: Uh, yeah that's kind of what we got to see in this next obviously for summer ball he's playing alongside uh, a point guard with division one offers right now and chase henderson so maybe um who is really good yeah when chase sits obviously i think rylan gets a little bit more chance to handle the ball especially um kale jacobson was kind of doing some of that early in the spring before he shut it down so now Maybe this July, Ryan will have more of a chance to kind of show that a little bit more. But um, I think it's kind of on him, and he's really developed a jump shot. Um, I don't think that was a strength for his early in the high school career, and it's something that has really continued to improve and improve, and he's a very good three-point shooter right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today
2: to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per
1: order. Additional terms apply. I think with him, it's the decision making, the ball handling. If he can tighten that stuff up, because obviously at his size, you want to be able to play the point
0: at the next level to give yourself a chance to succeed. So, Along with similar yeah. lines, like... Tate Odbody, who I yeah. felt like sh- shot it pretty well, very good at playing off guys, kind of stepping into space. Um, but but needs I think sometimes to play with certain kinds of players and other to to flourish. How do you kind of see that evolution? And is his senior year probably different than how he maybe projects?
1: Yeah, um, I think he is kind of just that off-ball versatile scorer. Um, he was really good in the the semis of the the Bluffs League last week, where West Side was in a close one with AL in the first half and then pulled away in the second half. And uh, I think yeah, had- I'll be
0: curious to watch him today yeah. against Bellevue West in the in the finals.
1: Yeah, because that's where I'm heading after this. But he had 22, uh, I believe, in that game and scoring all three levels. Had some really tough finishes. Showed off a nice. He's really developed the kind of the pull-up jumper to go with the catch and shoot from three. So he's a guy that's going to be able to score the ball at the next level. It's just a question of kind of some of the other stuff. What can he show in terms of ball handling and in terms of defense? Because he is physically, he's kind of a tweener there. It's kind of a three, four, um, kind of a combo forward right now. Um, so those are kind of the other areas that he's got to be able to show. Um, obviously not uh, a 40 inch vertical or anything like that. He's going, to have, he's going to be a guy that has to continue to win with craft and skill. Um, and he has continued to polish up those skills as he's develop through high school and get a chance to play with some dynamic guards for Westside and Caleb Banning and CJ Mitchell once he gets healthy.
0: So kind of, how are you seeing the, the summer league, right? There's a couple of different leagues going on. You get to see a variety of styles. You'll be over at AL today. Um, I'm actually going to miss that one, obviously. <laughs> um, versus I'll let you know how it goes. On at, yeah. <laughs> going on at, uh, at UBT as you're kind of seeing that summer league. We mentioned, uh, teams like Platteview playing really, really well against uh, Class A. Westside and Bellevue West will be in the finals today at AL. Like kind of how are you seeing the high school summer thing going over the month of June?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of it is uh, kind of depends on who shows up that day.
0: Um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, I Gretna comes to mind. I'm kind of – I'm. Kinda, I'm bad. I'm longing to kind of see Pakorski and Wilcox and play together. They've been hit and miss well, kind they, of all summer. They've got
1: somebody new in street clothes every single every, every Monday. Every, I see every, them. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to have
0: to. Hopefully, hopefully that goes away. Right, this yeah. is the off season technically. Yeah. So, Alec you know, Wilkins locally.
1: and uh, uh, Jeffrey Rosell are the only starters that are currently healthy for them. So you had yeah, Pakorski, Wilcox, and you've got Isaiah uh, Carey, Joey Vith, all those guys were in street clothes this Monday. Seems like they've got a new injured player every time I see him, but that's given a chance for some of their younger guys to develop and kind of see what it's like playing at the varsity level. But that is a team that you're not going to get a real great picture of, as opposed to a Bellevue West who has had most of their guys there. And and, when they're missing guys, they've got enough talent to kind of fill in for them. So, and Bellevue West has looked really good. Like uh, they've, I think, uh, I, I don't know if they've won every single game, but it seems like they've been firmly in control or um, pulled away down late. I mean, they handled Lincoln Southwest on Monday, um, one by 25, uh, something like that. And then they were in a close run with Creighton Prep, down the stretch. Prep kind of made a rally, cut it down to, uh, I think, two possessions. And then in a hurry, uh, Jane Jackson, Josiah Doetzler took over, and it was a 10-point game, and ball game's over. Um, and, and that really, I think that's where you start with Bellevue West at the top of the class because they've got that dude in Doetzler who, again, is the best player in the class. And then you've got some really J- – Jane Jackson's going to be in the mix for one of the
0: best players in that 2024 class. And- it's, it's it's interesting, though. I'll stay right there for a second. He's – Dostoe strikes me as the type of guy for this team at Bellevue West, if, if I'm doing the scout, if you keep his assists around the four or less mark, you've got to probably consider that a win. Yeah. If he starts to get into the eight, nine – assist category, that's probably bad news for the opponent. You almost want Dotsler to go ahead and score, given how this team is built with so many other options.
1: Yeah, because like if you're getting up there with the assist, that's probably about four or five threes, and three or four layups for a rope, or Robbie Garcia around the basket, wide yeah. open, maybe some and ones in there. So, yeah, like with the amount of pressure he's able to put on the rim, it's going to generate open look. So you've got to be on point against them, rotating around, making sure that Jackson doesn't get an open look, maybe make them make the extra pass to their third or fourth option that's going to be looking for that shot. Um, like that's what you're going to have to do against them. But they, I mean, right now from everything I've seen this month, they're probably like, I feel pretty good about them at the top. And then after that, again, we haven't seen Gretna full strength. Um, West side, obviously they don't have CJ Mitchell. So they're going to be a completely different team once we get to the season. Um, so I don't know that I've learned a, a lot about kind of, all right, what does the rest of the top five look? But I feel pretty good about where Bellevue West is right now. And, and they've, they've obviously got to replace some important players from last year. William Kyle III is a really tough place, piece to replace. Yeah. He, there wasn't quite he anything was, he like He was him.
0: fantastic as a rim runner and a two-way guy. He played on both ends of the floor. And I can't stress enough how having an eraser on the back end allows you to play a different way defensively. Right. Yeah. He, 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 he's a guy that I can see being sorely missed. Cause he's so underappreciated. Let me ask you about one more guy before uh, we, we, uh, we get out of here. You're good at foreshadowing. Usually like we'll talk in the off season and then we'll see what happens in the regular season. He settled in on what you think Sky Williams brings to Millard North as kind of just a one-year guy. He's going to be a senior. He shows some flashes. Is he on your radar at all as a guy to watch?
1: Yeah, Millard North is definitely one of those teams that, like, they could be up there. They could be two, right. three, four. They could be more 7-8. Like, they've got enough talent, but a lot of those guys, I don't think, have been in the roles that they're going to be in. So we don't know how consistent they're going to be. Skylon Williams is a guy long, athletic. I think he's going to be a good defender for them. Still kind of figuring out what he brings offensively and kind of what his role is going to be on that team. And what's who do you Elijah- see being their primary ball handler? I think it'll probably be Elijah Gate to start the year. I think uh, Luke Davis, who plays for me, will help kind of be in a steady presence, um, uh, playing defense at, at the point of attack and handling the ball, getting guys in position. Um, that's probably how they're going to start it, and then um, we'll kind of see how those guys grow in- into those roles. Jacob Martin will handle it uh, a bit for them, transfer from Omaha South. So they've got some options, but they don't have – I don't think they have a, uh, a David Harmon right now that you can rely on that's going to get you 15 a night, uh, no question. Plus, they don't have Jason Green in the middle either. And that's kind of, I think, where we're looking at this class. We mentioned Josiah Deltzer is the only one with the, um, like multiple Division One offers right now, um, yeah. whereas the last yeah. few years we've had the top teams have all had multiple
0: D1 guys. So I think it's going to be more wide open heading into this year for that reason. Yeah, next week when we talk, I want to talk Omaha Bryan and Omaha North. Two teams that are intriguing if the pieces come together, man. That's my guy, Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. This is Nebraska Preps Postgame. We'll be back next week. Don't you dare miss us.
2: Koda Media Production.